It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. on the air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Before I get started with my afternoon guest, I'd like to, first of all, give shout outs to the new board members for International Thriller Writers. Congratulations, all. Um, Excellent choices. How my friend Ed Imar got in there is nobody's idea. I have no idea he bribed someone, but congratulations. Um, I also want to make mention of a few books that released this week. I generally do this on my Wednesday show, but it's really important for you to know about a couple of them. Um, my friend Eric Pruitt just released Townies and Other Short Stories of Southern Mystery. Um, Eric is a spectacular writer. Please go and get his book. Um, Kathy Stoller released Bar None. And Angelo and Leland Dirks released My Name is Angelo. So Angelo is the border collie, and um, it tells his story about how Leland found him or he found Leland. My guest today is a multi-talented gentleman. He is an actor. He is a singer-songwriter. He has dozens of albums. I've listened to him on YouTube. He's also on streaming sites. He also also is an author. He wrote a book called The Reminders, and he also wrote um, Dear Evan Hansen. I want to welcome to the show Val Emick. Hi, Val. How are you today? And thank you for being with me. Hi, happy to be here. Um, I also want to mention that you've done quite a bit of television, too. Um, In your bio, it said you got to kiss Tina Fey as part of 30 Rock, and you you were on Ugly (laughs) Buddy and and Vinyl on HBO and The Big C on Showtime. You've done quite a bit of creative work, it seems like, your whole life. Yeah, I have. It 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 sounds strange when you read it back to me. Um I because it, it, it these feel like like moments and and but when you add it all up in a list, yeah, it does seem like I've done a thing or two. <laughs> I don't know. Um I guess the the stand, the thing that ties it all together is I really like like storytelling and you know, even when I'm writing songs or even, you know, playing a role, like I just really I'm excited uh, by being a part of a story. Where did that love of storytelling come from? I, I, I can't like think of a, I can't pinpoint a moment in my life or anything like that, but uh, I guess I've always just been a dreamer and um, yeah. I mean, my, my parents instilled a love of books in me Um but they weren't in the arts in any way. 
Um, my mom was a teacher. My dad was like in in computers, quote. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Do you have siblings who are creative also? Nope. <laughs> um, they're, they're, we're all they're all sort of regular jobs, for lack of a better description. Um, uh-huh. I'm like the out the outlier, uh, but at the same point, like I feel like my siblings and I have three siblings, like we're all capable of this kind of thing. Um, they're really smart and creative, but they just don't have jobs that that require that. Um, I see. Yeah, I snuck out and and <laughs> snuck out of the bunch. <laughs> You're the one who stood out. You're the chocolate to the other vanillas, I see. So, um, oh no. Which came which came first, the the writing, the singing songwriting, um, the the music, the the acting, or is it kind of a compilation of everything? You've done a little bit of everything. Yeah, I started. Um, writing songs as a teenager and writing songs, like I would say before even knowing how to play guitar. Like when I learned one note, I would just, I made like a one note song <laughs> um, <laughs> on the guitar. Um, and I think I, I had a, um, a pretty dysfunctional upbringing. Um, I'm only beginning to like realize how dysfunctional it was as I, as I get older, but um, I think like writing songs was an outlet for me and, I see. um, I think I would have gotten into a lot of trouble, personal trouble if I didn't have that. And I would just fill notebooks upon notebooks with lyrics and, and it wasn't until I was about 18 that I stumbled into acting. So but music came first. Interesting, but it's still t- storytelling. Um, what was your first acting gig? I um, was hired to be in this Sony commercial. It was like one of the beginning, like MP3 players. It was called a memory stick. And they flew me out to Toronto and I was in college and I was like, what is this acting thing? I totally fell into it. Actually, I was working at a bookstore and my boss, my my boss's son was an actor and said, I really think you'd be a, a good, like good at acting. I was like, I don't know what makes you think that I've never acted in my life. But I, for some reason, like, she convinced me to go meet, like, her son's agent. And I cold read for her son's agent. And she sent me out on a uh, audition, and I landed it. It was really, like, beginner's luck. Boy, you're not kidding. That's amazing. You've done a lot of commercials, though, haven't you? Yeah, lots of commercials, um, um, TV shows, um yeah, I just kind of, it's been, there's really been no rhyme or reason to it. I, I was, you know, really focused on my music career when I graduated college. So I remember I would just turn things down because I only wanted to do music. But as I've gotten older and also like society has become really accepting of people who are in a lot of different fields. Like years yes. ago, I remember, you know, like when people, like when an actor had a band, you'd be like, what? No one would take the band seriously. It would be like, you have to be one thing. But nowadays, people are lots of things. And I'm definitely like a hybrid person with a lot of dashes in their career list. But that's okay. I mean, that's yeah. that 
forms a, a it's a more fully formed human being that way. I think um, when you do a lot of things, you you uh, become a better human being, uh, more empathetic to other people too. So, and especially if you're creative as you seem to be, um, where when did the writing start? The story writing start, not the songwriting. Um, I, I, in college, I like took a creative writing class and, and really enjoyed it and started writing short stories, but it, it didn't like kick up until much later. Um, I was newly married and my wife is a teacher and she would wake up before me. And I was like this, like musician actor who would wake up like at 11 a.m. One morning I woke up before her and she was like, what are you doing awake? And <laughs> I, I was like, I started a novel. And she's like, what? Who are you? I, you never expressed that interest before. And I was like, I know, I, I, but I've always wanted to write one. And I started today. And it was the strangest thing that I would just wake up one day and do that. I didn't even have like an idea for a story. I just started like writing and I didn't stop. I, I, finished that novel um, and it was a bad novel, but it led to me writing a second novel, which was a little less bad, but still bad. And then the third novel uh, got me an agent and got published the reminders. And it, that was 10 years after that morning when I woke up and just said, I want to write a novel. That's um, a pretty incredible story, but, but the 10 years part is not the part that you got up and said, I want to write because sometimes it happens like that. And some people never find an agent and never get published by a big house the way you did. Um, I have the reminders in my hand. It is just a glorious book. I I love this story so much. Um, Is there part of you in your storytelling though? Yeah, there's a lot of me. Um, the the initial idea for this book was taken directly from my life. I um, So, you know, many years after that first morning when I woke up wanting to write a novel, um, now, you know, me and my wife had our first daughter. We have two. We, we had our first daughter. And I was like, it was becoming harder to live the artist life that I'd become used to. I, I because she had the steady job, I was at home with our daughter and I, I didn't want to be home. I didn't want to be a stay at home dad. And I was bitter and resentful and frankly, just not paying attention to being a dad. So I took my daughter to Home Depot to run an errand one day and I forgot to strap her into the shopping cart and she fell out of the cart and she landed on her head. And I was scared, mortified, panicked, like, Guilt, felt guilty, depressed. Uh, she ended up being okay, but I was like, the whole experience just kind of woke me up. Like, what am I doing? Like, I am not present, you know? Um, yes. And I put that into a short story, like from the perspective of a little girl, something I never thought about doing, writing from the perspective of a little girl. But I think I was trying to find some way to connect with my daughter, who was only like less than two years old at the time. So, I didn't know how to relate to her, but I was imagining her older and what she would be like. And she was telling her dad, it's okay about that time you dropped me on my head in Home Depot. And, but the story was like funny and the girl was funny. And I let my wife read it. And she's like, this is the best thing you've ever written. And I think she had been kind about my earlier stuff, but I could tell like this was a real enthusiasm on her part. 
And that that Mm -hmm. eventually encouraged me to keep writing it and turn it into a novel. It's a beautiful book. It really is. Um, uh, I I don't want to give any of the story away, so I'll let you do the little elevator pitch on it um, because I'll gush and and give away too much. Will you tell listeners about the reminders, please? Yeah, thank you. Um, So it's about this uh, 10-year-old girl named Joan Lennon Sully, and she's got this um, rare condition where she can remember nearly every day of her life in exact detail. This is a real-life thing. Uh, About 30 to 50 people in the world have it. Mary Lou Henner, an actress, is the most well-known person. Anyway, Joan in the story, she befriends um, this, man in his 30s who's just lost the love of his life and um and he's in mourning and he re- he learns that Joan like has memories of um of uh Sydney the man he lost and um he accesses these memories because Joan's incredible memory and in return he do- he gives Joan what he- what she wants most which is like help with writing this song because she thinks that that can help her be remembered it sounds sort of loony when you say it out loud but um it it, i i hope it all works you know joan because she's got this memory that is near perfect like she's really sensitive to the way that other people don't remember like they just seem to like go on with their lives forgetting things that to her are very important and yes she thinks that there. She has this plan to make sure that the world remembers her, and and she needs Gavin's help in doing that. So they need each other, and yeah, that's the basic setup of the book. It's a very well written book, and it's it's uh, overwhelming at times. You know, I have to say, it it just felt so sorrowful at at some points, and so joyous at others. I highly recommend um, reading it. I want to know about Dear Evan Hansen because the word is that the book was based on the Broadway show. How did Dear Evan Hansen come about? Yeah, because I'm a, a singer and, and a actor, my, my, um, my agents are always thinking that I'd be good for a musical. Um, and I've auditioned for musicals before, but I've never been right for it. I don't think I'm right for it. So when I got a text message from my agent, would you be interested in Dear Evan Hansen, the musical? I thought he meant as an actor. And I said, no, we've been over this before, but he was like, no, to, to adapt it into a novel. And I was like, Oh, has that ever been done before? And apparently it hasn't not, uh, we've looked into this and we haven't found an example of this. Um, so I was nervous. I thought I also knew how successful this was and it was won a bunch of Tony awards. And, and then I saw the show and I was like, Oh man, this is really special. I, I don't want to, I wouldn't want to ruin this. This might be a bad idea, but I ultimately said yes. And I'm glad I did. Cause it's a story that really resonates with me personally. Um, it's a story about a kid, a 17 year old kid who uh, is really anxious which I am, and um, he's isolated and he feels um, discounted and unnoticed. 
And he gets wrapped up in this lie about knowing this other boy in his school who commits uh, suicide in the beginning of the story. And um, it goes in surprising places. And, yeah, I, it's it's another example of how, like, my career doesn't it's, – it's it hasn't been one straight line. It kind of zigzags all over the place. Um, and I, and this was definitely an unexpected zag. I bet it life. is. Um, but yeah. it's been very, very well received, as has the reminders. Um, the, this, the, just so that listeners know, the story basically is about this young boy who claims to be the deceased boy's best friend. And he gets yeah. close to the family. And there are unintended consequences, as lies always bring out. Good things, but also very bad things. And um, it's it's now he's not he's not as anxious as he used to be until things start happening and it becomes yeah. a huge huge moment for him. Um, it's a it's a brilliant story. I think that you the adaptation is be- beautiful. I've not seen the the show. I know about it, of course, but I think the adaptation is wonderful. You've done an excellent job. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I. Uh one of the important things to the creators was to like show more about um, Connor Murphy, the the kid who commits suicide because right. in the show, we don't get, we don't really know anything about him. We only know the lies that Evan tells about him. So in the book, you still have Evan's lies and his story, but you have this parallel story about Connor Murphy, like the real Connor Murphy. And his story is tragic because, you know, it, it ends in suicide. However, um, I think his he his life is honored in a way, and that and that yes. was really gratifying to get to explore that. Um, so yeah, it it was it was a challenge, you know, learning when to be faithful to the story and when to venture out and and you know to new ground. And one of my biggest contributions was building building out the world, building up backstories, and and definitely like fleshing out the life of Connor Murphy. Well, um, you've done all these really interesting things. And as you say, you're not on a, on, you're on kind of a zigzag trajectory, which is great because you probably are not bored in your life. Um, what is your next project? Will it be more music? Will you be acting again? Are you writing another book? Are you painting? Are you doing photography? <laughs> Are, I know you're raising children. You told me you locked them in the dock kennel so they wouldn't get crazy during the show. <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing. He did not say yeah. that. Don't write to Val and give him a hard time. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. What's um, next on that crazy path of yours, the zigzag? Um, yeah, I do value the fact that I have these you know, different – uh, avenues to go down and then they make each one of them makes me appreciate the other a little more. So after working through a long form, you know, work like Dear Evan Hansen, I, I've been writing more songs and I'm about to release a new piece of music, um, which you can stream or get wherever you get your music. Um, and I'm also at the very, very beginning of another novel. Um, I'm sort of addicted to novel writing now, like it, because ah. it's so hard. Yeah, it's really hard to do. You know, you can write a song in five minutes. It could take five hours. It could take five months. But you, you can – it's pretty contained and concise yes. and efficient. So 
it's something you can try and keep trying and but and you can let them go a novel is like this uh, is this really big monster and and um it's got its hold on me now so i'm working on something new can you give us a hint about what you're working <laughs> on <laughs> uh i'll just say it's it, it's 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 sort of um some it's something about that that uh digs up some childhood memories um it's about it's also about two you know people who come together and uh it takes place in a jersey town i'm from new jersey the reminders takes place in new jersey i really enjoy writers like john hughes who like uh you know deals with where they're from like chicago or something so sure i i'm trying to like really tease out like the things that make my home state my home state um and it also has to do with Thomas Edison, uh, who who once uh, invented a whole bunch of stuff in New Jersey, and who who had a winter home where I live here in Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, the Edison ah. Estate is not too far from where I live, so I guess it's true what they say that we all really are six degrees of separation, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least according to. Uh, Kara Cedric's husband. I can't remember what his name is. Kevin, Kevin, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I remember her and not him. Mm. Um, <laughs> Val, I wish you the best of luck and many, 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 many more successful creative ventures for yourself. Um, I know that your girls are waiting for you, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And I'll be looking forward to seeing your next book. I'm glad that you're hooked on writing. Um, it's a wonderful creative outlet, and I have so many friends. Maybe we'll bump into each other one day at a signing. Um, I hope thank so. You so much. I really appreciate for, the kind words you said about my work. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, I'm so impressed with how talented you are, and in so many, so many different ways, you're just kind of pouring it out there for everyone, and that's really magnificent thank you so much and good luck um with everything that you do i hope maybe you'll come back sometime maybe when your next book is out i'd love to okay have a good afternoon thanks val thank you Uh bye-bye and that's my show for today thank you for being with me i'll be back next week with a whole lineup of wonderful guests for you to listen to thanks for being with me and thank you mom and dad bye to SeaWorld for the all-new Infinity Falls. With the world's tallest drop, there's no other river ride like it. Shoot through world-class rapids, plunge down the tallest drop in the world. New Infinity Falls, now open at SeaWorld. Soak up the thrills again and again with a SeaWorld annual pass. New passes start at only $9.99 per month for a very limited time. Restrictions apply.